there, friend. You're listening to the Sparrow Parents Podcast, where parents can be resourced and supported for ministry in their homes. I'm your host, Pastor Beth Goodberry, and I am so excited that you're here with me today. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. I am back. (laughs) You know, it's been a really tough season in the Goodberry household these past couple of months. And recording podcasts is something that I truly love to do. But honestly, like, it takes a lot of time. It takes stepping into a different room away from the kids and the noise and everything. And so um, I took a little break from it, an unexpected break, and I am back. And I'm hoping to record an episode every Monday um, this year (laughs) from here on out. And I know that that is a crazy goal, but it is my goal. And it's kind of my uh, personality to set really big goals. um, And I'm working really hard on giving myself grace when I don't achieve those goals. So sorry I have been MIA here. Um, I don't think I have many uh, listeners right now, so hopefully it didn't affect many people. Um, But I do hope that uh, I'm going to be able to be more steady, more reliable with recording podcasts. And I'm really excited about today's topic. Um, I'm calling this Calm in the chaos. You know, I already alluded to the fact that we're, we're in kind of a chaotic season right now. Um, at home, our, our home life looks a lot different than we ever anticipated it would. And at some point, I will be ready to share our story and what we are walking through. But since we are walking through it right now, we are in that season it's a little bit hard to talk about, to be completely honest with you, um, and and hard to just share to the masses. Um, so for now, I will leave it at that. We are in a chaotic season. Um, and so uh, for that reason, I was thinking this morning about things that we do um, to bring ourselves a little bit of calm, a little bit of peace, even though things are chaotic right now. Um, and by things, I mean our schedules, our home. I mean, just like the tidiness of our home, the cleanliness of our home is a little chaotic right now. <laughs> and um, so there's just chaos in every area of our lives at, at this point. And so I'm going to talk about three things that are helping me um, to find calm in the chaos. And to be honest with you, this episode is going to be a resource for myself as well, because um, it's a good reminder of what I can do when I feel overwhelmed, um, when I feel like things are just so out of my control and I need uh, to take a step back and remember the little things that I can be doing to make to give myself more peace and more calm. I am using a microphone connected to my laptop for the first time ever. Um, so I'm interested to hear what you think about the audio quality. It's actually a really cheap microphone, so I'm finding that I have to keep 
um, checking to make sure that things are recording the re- the way they're supposed to record. So it's a little bit of a hassle right now. Um, but I am interested to hear those of you who have listened to my podcast for a while now. Um, this audio quality hopefully is better um, and worth <laughs> the extra time that I'm putting in. Um, what I'm hoping that you will do with this episode is that you'll sit back and relax Whatever you're doing, whether you're working out or cleaning the house or driving or sitting down with a pen and pencil, I do hope that you will um, sit back and relax and just see if you can glean one thing from my ideas of finding calm in the chaos um, that you can apply to your life right now to give you um, a better sense of peace, uh, that peace that only comes from Jesus. So without further ado, we're going to get into it. One of the things that always feels chaotic to me when I am in a season of chaos is my house. My house just seems to emulate what I am feeling on the inside, Um, and that is usually not a good thing. Um, If there is clutter in my house, it's because there's clutter in my brain. Or sometimes if there is clutter in my house, that is the reason for the clutter in my brain. Um, I just, I have a really hard time uh, dealing with clutter. And so my first tip for us all (laughs) today is Our home organization, when there is a chaotic season of life, when things are just disheveled um, and not going the way that I expect them to go, if my house is untidy, that makes it worse. And if my house is tidy, that makes it better. And so I'm going to suggest to us that if we are in a season of chaos, that we start by dealing with the clutter or the untidiness that is around us. Now, if you are like me, it can be very easy to get overwhelmed by the pile of stuff in the closet or the toys all over the playroom floor or whatever it may be. It can be very easy to get overwhelmed by those things because what ends up happening in my brain is that I look at that pile of stuff or all of the toys on the floor or whatever it is and my mind immediately goes toward how I need to organize it. What do I need to do um, in order to really take care of the mess instead of what can I do to create a space that I feel comfortable in? So there's always going to be projects to do. There's always going to be um, things to be organized, things to purge. (laughs) Um, There's always going to be a stack of things that can just be donated and not even looked at, right? But when we are in a season of chaos, we need to give ourselves the grace to step back from those piles of clutter and simply find a home for them where they are not going to be seen 
in this season. There will be a season of spring cleaning, right? There will be a time to go through every item and decide whether to keep it or not or find a place for everything. Um, There will be a time when it is perfectly logical to completely overhaul the playroom and reorganize the toys and um, get rid of toys or whatever it may be. But if you are in a season of chaos right now, this is not that time. Right now, what you need is you need a safe haven. You need a space that is relaxing so that when you come home from work or when you are working within your home, you feel at peace with what you can control. So if there is a pile that is driving you crazy, find a closet, (laughs) find a cupboard that you're not going to open on a daily basis. Maybe you have a guest room that you know is not going to be used for a while. That in this season, that room can be your clutter room and you can close the door on it and be happy with the space in which you are living right now. So as I talk about home organization, it is all in light of everything that I just said. Because if we, when we are in a season of chaos, we don't have the time or the energy or the mental capacity to deal with physical clutter. I'm not saying deal with it. I'm saying get it out. I'm saying find it a home and deal with it later. It is okay to put this off for a season. So now on to the four ideas that I have for home organization when our lives are chaotic. First of all, I would recommend that you find one room, choose one room in your home that is going to stay tidy. One room that you are going to prioritize tidiness and cleanliness in. Now, for many of us, my guess is that your mind already went to one room of your house. This can be uh, the room that you spend the most time in, or it can be the room that you feel the most calm in. (laughs) It can be the room where your kids do not go. Whatever it is for you, I encourage you to choose one room that is going to stay tidy. That is the room that you prioritize in this season. That is the room that, you know what, if the playroom is messy and there are toys all over the floor, as long as this room is tidy, I can feel a little bit more calm. And that is the room that you're really going to hyper-focus in on when it comes to cleaning time. So for me, it's my front room, my front living room. It is the first place that I see when I walk through the door. That might be something you want to consider as well. So when I get home from work, it's the first thing I see. And it's also the room that I spend the most time in. Um, At one point in my life, the room that I would have chosen would have been the kitchen, Because the kitchen was where I was spending the most time. And the kitchen was where I wanted a little alone time while I was making dinner. But for this season of my life, I spend a lot of time in the front living room. It's also a small space. And I find that that is very helpful um, in, in my ability to keep it tidy. Because it's a smaller room, there is less space to vacuum (laughs) or dust or keep clutter out. My kids know that they are not allowed to roughhouse in my front living room. They also know that toys don't belong in the front living room. 
And so those two rules that I have about the front living room are very, very helpful. We do have one very small TV in the front living room, but you might want to have one room where there's no TV. And we'll talk about screen time in a minute in this season of chaos as well. But I would really encourage you to choose one room in your home that you are going to prioritize tidying. One room that every night before you go to the to bed, you're going to take a moment and clean it up, whatever that means for you. If the kitchen is the room that you are choosing, I would really encourage you to create some new rules for the kitchen. Um, and actually, I would say this about any room that you d- decide on. Create some new rules for that room for this season. And maybe those r- rules are going to stick around for a while. Who knows? But at least for this season, make some new rules. So for instance, in the kitchen, if you're the one who makes dinner and you are married, maybe your spouse is the one who cleans up from dinner. Maybe we start to have our kids take care of their own dishes right after dinner time and they put them straight into the dishwasher. Now I realize some of us aren't married. I realize some of us don't have dishwashers. (laughs) I realize some of us have husbands that work night shifts or go to work in the evening for one reason or another. Um, All of these ideas will not necessarily apply to everybody, but there is something that you can do a little bit differently to create a calming place for yourself. Maybe you're going to choose the master bedroom. Maybe that means that kids aren't allowed to bring toys into the master bedroom anymore. Maybe you're going to go a step further and say, kids aren't allowed in my master bedroom anymore. (laughs) That's fine. Whatever it is that's going to create a calming, peaceful place for you, that's what you need to do. I would also recommend that you find a smell that calms you. A smell that calms you. For me, in my office, I have a diffuser, and I really like to diffuse essential oils, especially lemon and orange. Those really calm me. My husband loves the essential oil called purification. Um, And so maybe oils, diffusing oils in maybe in your room, the room that you chose, or maybe in the room that causes you the most stress um, is the place where you need to be diffusing your oils. Candles. I love candles so much. Right now I'm really into a candle and I think it's, um, I think the name of it is fresh linen. And I think the reason why I like it so much is because I can light that candle and then feel like I'm doing laundry even when I'm not. <laughs> I, I It smells. It smells like fresh linen. Um, one time I noticed, it was over the summer, that if I open the windows when the dryer is going, then I get to smell my actual fresh linen. <laughs> if I open the windows in the kitchen, um, then I can smell the exhaust really from the dryer. And I don't know if that's healthy or unhealthy or if it doesn't even matter, who knows, but I know that I just love that smell. And being aware of that helps me to know, you know what? I have a door to my laundry room, but really when I'm doing laundry, I want to leave that door open because then when I walk down into the the downstairs living room, into the basement, I can smell the laundry and that is something that calms me. 
So being aware of the smells that really calm you is going to be really helpful in this season. Um, And it's going to help you to feel at home in your space, in whatever space that is. I would really encourage you to open the windows every chance you get, whenever it's a nice day outside. And sometimes it's rainy outside, but it's still nice and it's still good to get some fresh air. Sometimes in the winter months, even though it's frigid outside, it's good to just open the windows, let some of that cool, fresh air in, and then close them up and get warm again. Uh, But that fresh air makes a whole lot of difference. Maybe there is a certain kind of cleaner that you love the smell of or a certain laundry detergent. Maybe you love the smell of cookies or bread baking in the oven or of coffee brewing. Again, just be aware of the smells that calm you down, um, that help you to feel at home and, and comforted and maybe even loved <laughs> or at peace. Um, there is a lotion, a certain lotion that my mom used when I was little, and I use it now. And the reason I use it is not only because I like putting on lotion, but because it reminds me of my mom and it makes me feel loved. It makes me feel like I'm with her. Another thing I would say about home organization is take a moment and consider it, consider hiring this out. Um, a couple of months ago, we realized that one of our friends from church uh, cleans houses uh, as a side job, and we did not have the money in the budget that month, but we found it. <laughs> we made the money in the budget that month, and we hired her to clean our house one time that month. And it was such a godsend. It's so amazing to be able to step out of the house, let someone else clean it, not tidy, but clean it, and then step back in and have a clean home. Now, this might not be something that you're even close to having the money to do, but I would say that you should consider it. I often find that it's easier to clean or tidy my friends' homes than my own home. Maybe you and a friend want to trade homes for a day and just clean each other's homes. That could be a really cool thing. Who knew? Who knows? That just kind of came to my mind as I was talking today. It's amazing what can happen when you just talk to your phone. <laughs> All right. And this is my my final tip on home organization in a season of chaos. Make sure that your kids' spaces are tidy as well. Now, I know that this is going to sound like I'm going against what I said at the very top of this episode about, you know, this is not a season in which you should really be organizing and deep cleaning and there's going to be a season for spring cleaning. There's going to be a season for reorganizing all the toys, okay? But um, when our spaces are chaotic, we feel chaotic and that is amplified for our kids. You know that your kids feel their feelings out loud and amplified. (laughs) 
That is how they're going to respond when their spaces are untidy, when their spaces are chaotic. They're going to feel even more chaotic than you feel when your space is chaotic. So teach them how to tidy up their space. Teach them how to put the things in the toy box or in the bins. Um, And even if it's not a very organized process right now, Um, you can still teach them how to throw everything into the bin (laughs) at the end of the day. And they're going to be better for it. They're going to sleep better when their room is picked up at night. Um, They're going to play better with each other when their playroom is organized. So make that a priority for yourself, but also for your kids. Help your kids to learn how to take care of their space so that they can feel better, even in a season of chaos. My second tip about calm in the chaos is to make sure that you have downtime. Now, I know that this seems impossible. We live in a culture where busyness is our worst enemy. And when we get to a point where we say, no, I don't have time to have dinner with my family, or I don't have time to have an important conversation with my child or with my husband. I don't have time to go to marriage therapy. I don't have time to go to counseling. I don't have time to sleep in or to go to bed early. That is a very dangerous place to be. We need to schedule our downtime. And this is just so important for all of us um, living in today's culture (laughs) and, and all of us, especially in our seasons of chaos. We must schedule at least one night a week for family. I would say, I would really recommend that every family with children schedules one night a week of protected family time. And by that I mean one night a week, nobody is allowed to schedule anything. There's no soccer games. (laughs) There's no soccer practices. There's no date nights. There's no friends over for playdates. I mean, you're saying no to good things in order to say yes to better things. Because... Our kids need to learn at a very early age, especially in today's culture, that family is important and that taking that time to rest and just be together is important. And what you're going to find if you do prioritize your time with your family, if you do prioritize nights where you have absolutely nothing scheduled, you're going to find that it's those nights when the most important and impactful conversations with your kids happen. So I would say at least one night a week, you need scheduled family time. Every day, do one thing for yourself. This is how I have figured out how to make sure this happens for me in my life. In my planner, I have a physical planner um, where I write things down and, and I kind of do some journaling. It's like a bullet journal type of thing. And I also have a calendar on my phone. And in both places, I use different colors for work 
and for family. And so I am able to actually visually see, just based on the color of what I have written in, whether I am working all day or spending all day on family stuff. And when I'm able to look at that and see that I have a day filled with meetings, then I'm able to look at it and find the empty space and make sure that I schedule something that's just for me. So using a different color for work and for home helps you to notice when you're lopsided in your balance on a particular day. Listen, in order to do one thing for yourself every day, you might need to wake up early. You might need to go to bed late. Maybe going to bed early is the one thing you're doing for yourself that day. I don't know. Uh, But look ahead at tomorrow, today. Look ahead at your calendar for tomorrow before tomorrow comes so that you can plan a coffee date, so that you can plan on waking up early, or so that you can start to look forward to the mani-pedi that you're going to get in the afternoon or to going to the gym. Um, Another thing I would say related to downtime in a season of chaos is that you really should limit your screen time. When we spend a lot of time on our phone, um, often it's because we just want to drown out the world around us. We want a moment. And, And many times in our heads, it's good because we're taking a minute just to ourselves. For me, that would be on Pinterest. For me, if I sit down and I have a moment to myself and it's the first moment I've had all day, I pull my phone out and I get on Pinterest and I just scroll And uh, a lot of us, we get on Facebook and we just scroll or Instagram. Some of us will play a mindless game on our phone. Um, And it's just a way to escape. It's it's just a way to uh, wind down at the end of the day. But screen time is really draining. It's draining physically on our eyes and it's draining on our souls It's not necessarily the best thing to do in your only downtime of the day. So I would start to limit your own screen time, especially in a season of chaos. And I would also start to limit screen time for the kids. Because if you're in a season of chaos, then they are too. They're along for the ride. um, And they do not need screen time just like you don't need it. I'm going to end each one of these points with the same point that you need to make sure that your kids have it too. So in this case, downtime. Make sure your kids have downtime too. You need to be the parent. You need to be able to tell them no. Schedule their downtime just like you schedule yours. Schedule some play dates. Schedule some time when they're just at home. Go ahead and say no to the extra practice because practice got rained out yesterday. That is okay. You can say no for yourself and for your kids. Your kids need downtime more than you can imagine. My final point to find calm in the chaos is to talk to somebody. Talk to someone. You need to prioritize one-on-one time. One-on-one time with your spouse. Those of us who are married need to make talking to our spouse 
dating our spouse, going on walks with our spouse, doing the chores with our spouse, we need to make that a priority. And that is so much easier said than done, especially in a season of chaos. Usually when I find myself in a season of chaos, the biggest piece of that chaos is that I hardly ever see my husband. But we need to make sure that we are prioritizing date nights. We need to make sure that we are doing things together. I also want to encourage us all to prioritize one-on-one time with our kids. One thing that I want to share with you at some point, not today, is how we have prioritized going on dates with our children. And we just do this once a month, and it's been really great for us. Our kids are young, and so a lot of the time, it's we're just playing with them. It's nothing especially extravagant or special even, but the time together becomes really special. And so prioritizing one-on-one time with our kids, you know, it's more important than you can imagine to give your kids that opportunity to just talk to you. It's amazing what my eight-year-old will come up with as points of discussion on our dates. And it makes all the difference in our relationship. I would also say that you need to make sure that you are talking with a trusted friend. Find time to go out on a coffee date or just a quick phone call. Text a trusted friend when you're having a hard day. Ask them to pray for you. You might even want to just drop by on a friend um, unannounced and just say, hey, can you just pray with me right now? That can be so powerful and so helpful in a season of chaos. And finally, I saved the best for last. Prioritize one-on-one time with Jesus. Make sure that you are spending time with your Lord and Savior every single day. Listen to music that is encouraging and uplifting. Listen to worship music that directs your eyes towards him. Read books that are Christ-centered and Christ-focused. And read the Bible more. More. More than what you're doing right now. Read it more. I would really encourage you, if you have a personality like mine, where it's all or nothing, (laughs) either I'm doing all the things or none of the things. Right now, today, I realized that I am doing none of the things for my relationship with Jesus. And that's not okay with me. So I made a decision to read a small devotional every day. And I will fail. (laughs) I told you at the top of this episode, I will fail at getting a podcast out every Monday, and I will fail at reading my devotional every day. But my goal is to prioritize one-on-one time with Jesus. And so if I don't read my devotional on one day, maybe I listen to the Bible reading to me as I go to work. Prioritize one-on-one time with Jesus. And finally, As I've ended each of these bullet points, I want you to remember to make sure that your kids have this too. One way that your kids can have a trusted friend to talk to is if you bring your kids to church every week. Most churches 
engage kids in small groups at a very early age. You want them to have trusted adults, trusted teenagers, and trusted peers who can speak into their lives and who love Jesus too. You want your kids to have one-on-one time with you and your husband, and you want your kids to have one-on-one time with Jesus. So I encourage you, even in the chaotic times, and especially in the chaotic times, to direct your eyes toward Jesus and help your kids to do the same. And that's it, my friends. That is how I am finding calm in the chaos. I hope you'll share with me, if you're in a chaotic season, uh, what you are doing to find that calm, to find that peace, to find those moments that rejuvenate you and refresh you. I hope that my ideas today have helped and not overwhelmed. I hope that in this season of chaos, you will not get to a point where you are overwhelmed. And if you do, if that does happen, because it will happen to all of us at some point, I hope that you're able to find strategies and systems that really help you to direct your mind toward what is more important. Until next time, my friends, have a great week.